All right, welcome Craig Opan to The Last Post magazine and also the new podcast series. Um, I hope everything's going well there at Opan. Craig, just briefly, could you give us a, a background on what led you to Opan, what you've been doing and, and what, why you're there and what, what your goals are at the moment? Yeah, sure. So um, I started off my career in nursing. I worked as a, a nurse in the emergency department at Royal Prince Alfred Hospital. And uh, from there went into health management and worked in the prison system uh, in New South Wales, delivering the health care there across what was around about 35 prison uh, locations. Um, and I suppose that gave me an appetite for trying to get systems change mm-hmm. and how to work uh, between agencies so very much of working with the corrective services to try and influence change but also working with a really vulnerable and marginalised group who really needed an overinvestment in their healthcare to be able to get the same outcomes uh, as other people. From that I went to into consulting at one of the big four consulting firms but really advising government around uh, health practice and how to change systems. It led me to start up my own consulting business and to go on a few boards of not-for-profits because I wanted to try and impact change in, in society. And I ended up on the board of what is now the New South Wales member of the Older Persons Advocacy Network Seniors Rights Service. Mm. So uh, it, it sort of was a, 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 a circuitous journey to being on a board and then uh, finding the passion for uh, a, a different group of vulnerable people sometimes, not always, mm-hmm. but a group of people who I think absolutely deserve, as Australians, particularly veterans, deserve uh, our respect uh, and deserve uh, equity of access in services as well. Yes, yes, well said, Craig. And look, we'll get on to the veterans in just a moment, but I guess what um, what is the basis? I mean, how important is it for older people to be heard and informed in a particularly new society for a lot of older people? Yeah, so older people have been looking after their lives and running their lives for a um, very long time. Um, and suddenly when we get to older age, there seems to be almost a inherent ageism in Australia that says, well, you can't do these things anymore for yourself. Mm-hmm or sidelining older people and making them invisible. We have this thing we talk about, the Charter of Aged Care Rights, which we at OPAN see ourselves as very much the custodians of, and this Charter of Aged Care Rights, which is kind of like a sword and a shield. Um, but older people are sort of saying, oh, I don't want to make a fuss, I don't want to stand up for my rights, that sort of thing. Um, and, and we're saying, no, no, you, you do need to be heard, you do need to actually raise issues. And that's what our organisation does itself older people to raise their voices to be heard, mm. to be informed about their care mm. and support services and actually exercise choice and control because uh, one of the things in the Charter of Aged Care Rights when we talk about it for people, it's right number seven that says I have the right to my independence mm. and mm. older people tell us that they want to maintain their independence, they want to live at home as long as possible, they want the same choices in life and still to be part of the community, the village that they've been part of uh, and not to be sidelined. We, we find too often uh, that happens in Australian society that older people seem to have to check their rights at the door when mm. they start mm. receiving aged care services or when they go into residential aged care. We want a society that does the opposite to that. Yeah, well, sort of respects older people, yeah. sees them, hears them, listens to them, uh, 
and to help older people to understand their rights and to exercise those rights as well. Yeah, well said again, Craig, and I guess... Um, it, it, I don't, in some of the Western countries, Australia included, um, there does tend to be um, this attitude towards um, older people. I guess in some European countries and Japan, etc., the older people are perhaps uh, more um, appreciated in some ways, but um, it's something, obviously, OPAN is something that's very, very much needed in, in today's world. What, um, just briefly, the history of OPAN, and, and I guess, um, why its services are needed more than ever before. Yeah, just on that point, Greg, I, I mm. mean, you're right, it's, it's, uh, it's other cultures, but it is even in our own uh, First Nations cultures and the, the respect and the dignity that Aboriginal elders mm. bring, their contribution that continues on, uh, has been uh, phenomenal and... Uh, we're only just coming to realise that now, unfortunately, to the loss of uh, probably mainstream society, but it's, it's older people in, who are respected in other cultures overseas, but also in our fine First Nations. Um, so why is OPAN needed? Um, unfortunately, not everything goes right when you're receiving uh, a service such as aged care support or residential aged care. And so our services have been funded by the Commonwealth Government probably for about the last 30 years, mm. but in little pockets uh, to be providing individual information, education and individual support to older people to be able to exercise their rights, as I talked about earlier, but also raise issues and get them resolved with an aged care provider. Things will go wrong, but there are ways that our advocates can step in there provide that support for someone to we kind of describe it as walk beside someone so they can have their voice mm. walk behind someone to give them the skills so they can speak for themselves or walk in front of someone when someone's just finding it's really too hard and they're worried about um, ramifications because they shouldn't be under the charter mm -hmm. um, but there might be concerns about what's this going to do or our advocates are there to, to protect people to have those issues resolved <clears throat> we see about 22,000 people each year um, and providing those individual advocacy support services but it's um, it's really important that um, people know that our services are there free independent confidential and in 2017 we all came together under the banner of OPAN mm -hmm. to uh, effectively have a stronger voice to government bring older people's voices further so it's not just those individual issues but we can say this is what you need to do to fix the aged care system yeah, we were, yeah, as, uh, very relevant and articulately uh, put there too, Craig. I think um, the last post obviously deals with the wider community as well as veterans, but if we look at the veterans' services to veterans, um, how does that go about, how does that work and, and what success are you having in that field? Yeah, so um, there's a, a groups of people, uh, diverse uh, populations, vulnerable groups, that sit under the Aged Care Act, they're called special needs groups. Um, it's interesting, I'm not quite sure why the special on the special needs, mm. but it does mean that sometimes we need to think about service provision in a different way for these groups of people. So that's people from First Nations, culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds, LGBTI, um, people are socially disadvantaged or risk of homelessness, mm -hmm. veterans is part of that as well. So mm -hmm. we see this as a core group that we need to engage with uh, so that older veterans know that they've got the access to our individual support services, our information and education, the same as everyone else does. 
The good thing for veterans is that there are some other services out there under the Department of Veterans Affairs, DVA, that mean that sometimes they get more timely access than someone that hasn't got their their gold card or white card sort of thing. So Mm. one of the things we've been doing is saying, Charter of Aged Care Rights applies to you as well, and we can help you navigate some of these additional resources and services that may be out there. Mm. We did some work with DVA talking about the range of services. It's on the OPAN website at opan.org.au that talks about those older veteran-specific services that are there and available, um, which means you might not have to wait for home care on the waiting list uh, as other people do. So veterans, reach out and get the services that you're entitled to Mm. as well. Yeah, (laughs) thank you so much for that too, Craig. And I guess... Um, that is a, a good thing to know for veterans, and I guess you've already answered the next question of mine, which was how do people access this? Go to the OPAN website and check it out, particularly veterans that follow the magazine and will listen to this. Do yourself a favour in regard to the right to safe and, and high-quality care, and I guess that's the backbone of what OPAN does. Yeah, and, and sometimes you can understand where there's um, particular groups who might have had traumatic experiences mm in the past Mm -hmm. or challenges dealing with and engaging with government services. So our advocates are there, free, confidential, independent of aged care providers, are there to provide you information and support so you can navigate that system, which can understand sometimes can be quite confusing, uh, but also can be quite frustrating to engage with. So our Mm -hmm. navigators and advocates are there to help uh, older veterans as well. We just see that it's such an important Australians who do need um, targeted, focused information and support um, for what they've given to the Australian community over many, many decades mm. and uh, have the right to access those entitlements as best yeah, as they can. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you bring up that point again of... Um, the service to community um, that comes with the years for a lot of elderly Australians or older people, shall we say, that have serviced the community. And um, it is um, an honourable way of uh, assisting those that have assisted the community during their years. And I suppose, Craig, on that note, um, the importance of staying connected for for older people. And I guess uh, friends may die, uh, children move away, obviously, and there can be a strain on the ability to stay connected. Um, how, how do you help in that area? Yeah, Greg, we saw so much of that during mm. COVID and still unfortunately going on as people went to bunker, went to ground, mm. quite rightly so, to stay away from the virus. But it is time to reconnect back into community, to go to those groups, to go to the RSL, to mm. connect with the ex-services organisations, to um, be back in volunteering. Um, so we point people to the Community Visitor Scheme, which is a great opportunity to build relationships. We partnered with the ABC around their Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds mm. program. That's right, yeah, yeah. Got these many, many young trainers basically, who are going, come on, Daddy, you can do this. Getting people out there and encouraging them. So intergenerational groups are something we really promote as well. And it is so important to stay connected in the community, to keep fit, to keep active, even though you might not feel like it, particularly coming into winter. But (laughs) look, it's so important. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that's going to keep us independent. Mm -hmm. But then accessing the services that are available, which will keep people active Mm -hmm. and help, I suppose... Uh, 
it's kind of that uh, rehabilitation light type approach which it says that we keep moving we keep active we'll actually stay in our homes longer we'll stay independent longer and there's services that are available to help people do that plus there's these networks um out there which is just it's so important that we, we look after the people in our village mm. in our street and make sure that uh, we're checking in on them and um, veterans have been doing that for, for years yeah. Through the, the, the RSLs and ex-services organisations. Yeah, that's true too, Craig. And uh, the, what are the dangers of social isolation, mental health, etc.? Oh, massive! It's actually been um, been scientifically investigated that it's actually as bad as smoking, Jeez. and uh, it, it increases the risk of diabetes, increases the risk of um, of heart disease. Um, it also increases the social and uh, psychological impacts. And uh, some of the people who were in the last year's series of um, Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds were just saying that they didn't realise how much, and particularly during that was filmed during COVID, how much that was just sitting at home isolated. Mm. And just, it might have been a phone call, but there was nothing like having that coffee with someone down the street connecting in and having a face-to-face conversation um, and so we're really encouraging people to get back active again um, to talk to some of the counselling services that are available if people are having a bit of a rough time as well or don't know quite how to get back into being uh, active and engaged um, but uh, there's stuff on our website as well around all the different opportunities there are around staying connected in your community yeah well Craig look <laughs> Thank you so much for giving uh, us listeners and readers a chance to look into the background of your, not only yourself, but the history of OPAN and also what's available to uh, older people out there through OPAN and its network to assist in a longer, happier life and an independent life too. So we thank you very much for that, Craig, and look forward to speaking Absolutely. again. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll give you one plug of our telephone number if anyone wants yes, to contact please. us. It's a really easy number to remember. 1-800-700-600, so 876 one 800 that's OPAN, and uh, they'll be uh, looking after you and giving you ways of improving your uh, quality of life. So thanks once again, Craig. You're welcome, anytime. Recording stopped. Well, here we are at Commonwealth Street, uh, Surrey Hills, with uh, with Craig Gear, OPAN's CEO, and uh, it's a, it's a great opportunity following our interview last week, which will appear on the um, the magazine website, the last post. Craig, good to catch up. Mary's made a nice cup of coffee. You're seeing to be in a relaxed uh, state of mind here, but you're doing a lot of work, which is the the complexity of what you do here. What actually does OPAN represent for the? Uh, well, not only the elderly community in Australia, I guess, Craig, but the whole of community generally. Yeah, so um, we've been around as a group of organisations coming together since 2017, but our members, the nine, is sort of one member in each state and territory and two in the Northern Territory, right. and they've been doing what's called the Aged Care Advocacy Program um, probably for about the last 30 years. And it's the, the doing that individual information, education, and one-on-one support to older people and their families to make sure that they can get the best out of the aged care system. 
And so what we are as the peak organisation is to make sure those services are delivered, make sure they're accessible right across Australia, make sure what they're available to what's called special needs groups or diverse populations, so veterans are part of that as well. Mm. And it's just to make sure that people know that they've got rights, they can raise issues, yeah. and they can get those issues resolved. And that's what uh, an advocate's really, really good at, is actually getting things fixed. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the, 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 there's the, the, the nub of the whole thing, I guess, Craig, is giving people the opportunity to not only have a voice but feel they have a voice rather than feeling, I, I guess, a bit lonely, a bit because it is a bit of a quagmire there for some people that aren't aware of their rights. Yeah, and so there is a thing called the Charter of Aged Care Rights, which is 14 statements, which is a really important talking around, mm. uh, as I sit here showing oh, you, you've got a, this yeah, is, you've this got is a, the picture of it, but it talks about the things that are really important. Right. And, and I, we've always seen that this charter is actually, it's your sword and your shield at the same time, because it's actually saying, these well are said. the things mm. you can actually expect from your provider, mm-hmm. and they have to do. They actually have to do it. So things like, I've got the right to my independence. That's something that people say, I've got the right to high quality and safe services. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what we're there to sort of promote that mm-hmm. and, and for people to understand their rights and mm-hmm. to say, I've got the right to actually stand up and uh, make a complaint or say something without it adversely affecting uh-huh. the way I'm treated. So that's really powerful um, yep. stuff that providers, they do need to work with the people they're providing services for mm. to keep them at the centre. That's what older people are telling us. They want their voice, they want to be respected and they want to be heard. Good on you, Craig. I mean, um, geez, um, it's hard to go past those uh, 14 points there listed there. Uh, I guess also there, which is to be listened to and understood, I guess, is one thing. I, I suppose a lot of elderly people, um, well, let's not say a lot, let's hopefully not a lot, but certainly there are pointers to the fact that some may feel a bit inadequate at defending themselves or learning what their rights are and that's what OPAN's here for isn't it? Absolutely and that's where an aged care advocate I talk about it as they um, they walk behind you and to do that they have to give you the skills to be able to raise your voice yourself we want that's what we want everyone to be able to do mm. uh, we'll, write, we'll walk beside you and make sure you don't have to do this alone mm. and that or if you go it's all too hard our advocate will go into bat for you at your instruction. Right. We're free, we're confidential, we're independent of the aged care providers, which is really important. But we work on your behalf. We're, we're, we're your buddy and your, um, uh, we work for you, basically. Uh, and that's, right, that's important too, isn't it, Craig? Using the word and the term buddy. And I guess also the, the, to let these people realise that they do have buddies out there and that... Um, they may have had been in situations that could have been a bit better, but still there are people like yourself and the OPAN crew. And what a magnificent bunch you are too. I mean, uh, I've been uh, yeah working through on, on issues like this now for a number of years, and you yourself have been doing this how for how long? What's your story? Yeah, so I um, were involved in the startup of this organisation and. Back in 2014, we sort of went, right, let's come together as the nine organisations and have been part of bringing that together. But before that, I started my health journey in nursing and saw some of the most vulnerable people. I worked in the prison system and was uh, involved in the nursing services there. 
And so that sort of gave me a passion for making sure that we stood up for the rights of people, the rights of all people to actually receive um, equitable healthcare, equitable services, equitable aged care. And that's something really, really important in Australia and, uh, and same for veterans as well. We need to make sure those services are understood, are accessible, uh, and, and that people can actually get them and get the best out of their services. That right number nine that people say, I want my right to my independence is the one that's so strong because yep. people say that to us, oh, I like that one, because it means they want to stay in their home and they yeah. want to stay independent in their connected to their community for as long as possible. Yes, actually, well said. And that brings me to another point there, of course, attached to what you said too, Craig, is um, Jeff Rowe up in Queensland, he, he was talking to me about... Um, the independence and I guess a lot of people the danger I suppose and this can be attached to financial abuse too I guess uh, the potential at least for elderly people to be pushed off um, away from their independence before their time is actually they may uh, want to be independent for years but but yet can be vulnerable to being pushed off independence because of certain reasons I yeah guess. and and that's why sometimes it's really important to build uh, I suppose a a, a net of people around you, a little a circle of friends, I suppose, or circle of supports. And well, I said buddies before. I mean, our advocates are highly professional, um, but it's the style that they work with you in that sort of thing. And so that's where you might have someone coming in to provide your services, your cleaning, your cooking, or um, those sorts of things, your, your um, washing and stuff. But it might be important to have then some care management, which is part of your home care package, but also someone independent that sort of sets separate to go, oh, you know, they could be doing a little bit better on this. Mm. Have, you, have you thought to ask for this or ask for a bit more flexibility in this area or getting someone to help you understand the fees and charges? And that's what our advocates are there for. Yes, very well said. You spoke earlier, of course, you do a lot of great work for the veteran community and uh, greatly appreciated by all involved. I, veterans of course a separate part but at the same time very much attached and part of the general community and we all grow old and I guess that when that's when the vulnerability can set in too Craig so for, for uh, OPAN and, and for similar organizations around the country um, you said you set this up yourself oh no we set up with a whole group of people like Jeff Rowe CEOs that were around that knew yep hey, we, we all think the same on this. We, we all want to put the older person first. Yeah. Um, and that's why one of the things of the work that we do with veterans, yeah. we, we very much are seeing this as a, a group that we need to actually make sure they understand that they've given to Australia and they have entitlement to get the services back. And there's some additional home care services and other supports that are there for veterans, but sometimes they're really hard to know where they are or to yeah. navigate them. And that's kind of what we want to actually do is make sure that there's some webinars on our website that talk through the additional supports and programs that are there available to veterans right. and our advocacy services are available to veterans as well the older veterans so yep. it's important people ring our, our key number there which is 1800 700 600 that 876 1800 700 600 and that gets you through to an advocate because because um, everyone has the right to actually receive this good care and the time they need and the place they want it. Indeed, Craig, well said again. And um, I, I suppose another important point is um, increasingly in Australia's society, we have diversity um, and awareness of diversity and culture. And of course, these may have been stumbling blocks in the past, but, but OPAN is there to make sure that they're not. 
Yeah, and uh, going back to the rights again, I have the right to my identity, culture, diversity, Beautiful. and have that valued mm. and supported. So it means, um, particularly for older veterans, we saw the ADF go into um, some of these aged care homes to support the workforce there. And there was absolute joy in seeing uh, our Defence Force personnel supporting older veterans and people then, what was wonderful yes. was to have these stories of older veterans actually um, telling their stories to these people that were there to support them as well. So um, diversity in all its forms and what we talk about is the intersectionality of how these different bits of different cultures and backgrounds all come together mm-hmm. and that you need to see the person and our aged care services need to see the person and treat you as an individual and the person that you are. Yeah. We're not all the same and that's what makes Australia so great. Yeah, spot on. Um, and it is that diversity that creates the tapestry of, uh, of interesting, you know, said many times before and I'm no great Einstein, but at least if everything, if everyone dressed the same, spoke the same, ate the same food, well, you'd be a pretty boring life. So <laughs> We would and, uh, and, it's, and it's great that... Uh, um, that there is that, that ability and we're working with providers uh, to make sure that they're thinking about what is the culture of the person that they're supporting, what is the background, how am I being responsive and so we're out there educating or about to be educating providers about how do you deliver responsive supportive services that think about the person as a whole and all their diverse backgrounds and all their life experiences. Well, you know, it's very well said again, Craig. And of course, that that's that's the important thing for people to be uh, to be aware and to, I guess to be proud of the diversity and the culture involved. And um, OPAN um, featured in the last Post magazine and certainly doing a lot of good work around Australia through the various states. And uh, it's people like Craig Gear that make working in the magazine a joy because it gives me the opportunity to come and chat with people of like-minded. Um, like-minded people I guess perhaps you all, all you could say on this one but um, it, it's a great opportunity Craig we had that chat last week we've had this chat too on podcast now going out through uh, Spotify and Apple so 1-800-700-600 is the number or visit opan.com.au for support to raise your concerns and um, yeah thanks so much Craig thanks thanks for having us on today yeah.